Welcome to Not Just a Sports Report. Welcome to Not Just a Sports Report today, jumping back into my Survivor Season 42 content. Now, I've gone episode by episode. This time around, I'm going to do something a little bit different. I'm going to do two episodes. So I'm going to do the Survivor 42 double, episodes four and five today, coming off the back of episode three, where we saw Jenny voted out. And look, I'm going to try and mainly touch on the main talking points, so it should be relatively short and sharp, Uh, especially this episode four, wrote some limited notes, just got to the points I wanted to get to, and then we'll warm ourselves into what should be a really big episode five. So, ep four opens at Vati, and there are issues arising between Daniel and Chanel. Last Tribal Council, of course, they had to discuss, they had to come to a unanimous decision to vote Jenny out because she was tied with Lydia. Daniel kind of, I don't know, Chanel feels like she threw him under the bus. They're both, I don't know what exactly what the go is, but definitely communication issues from a pair that actually looked to be quite tight-knit early in the game. So Chanel, obviously, she couldn't vote last Tribal Council. Mike still has no vote as well. So very chaotic scenes over at the Vati tribe. I just wrote down the tribes as well each member of the tribe, just in case he is struggling to follow along. Over in the Vati tribe, we have Chanel, Lydia, Mike, Daniel, and Hi. For Taku, I believe her name is Lindsay. I've, I've, let me get to that. Uh, we've also got on Taku, Marianne, Omar, and Jonathan. Over at Ika, we have Romeo, Drea, Swati, Roxroy, and Tori. Now, let's get to the reward challenge, three tribes, and there is only going to be a reward for first place in this one. Freshly caught fish, 10 of them, and they are massive. Now, Taku end up getting it done in the reward challenge. As I said, they consist of Lindsay, Jonathan, Omar, and Marianne, who, gee whiz, hasn't she been such a huge personality early in the game? She's been a great member of the cast, and it was Jonathan. He was the one who really got it done. He's been getting it done in challenges, an absolute beast in that regard. And yeah, I'm a big fan of his, but in front of everyone after the challenge, he says, Taku are a strong four. We're sticking together, you know, and that is the last thing you should be saying in front of everyone. So that kind of throws everyone else in the firing line. When they actually get back to camp, the fishes are huge. So that is a really big advantage for Taku. They're continuing to get stronger, to be honest. And Jonathan is the main physical threat in this game. If you let him get to merge, this guy has potential to win every challenge, at least the really physical ones on the way. But look, the challenges are designed so that they don't always fall into the hands of just the physically strong. There are puzzles, there are a lot of different tests that cater to different body shapes and sizes, but Jonathan early on is the main physical threat in this game. 
Now on day eight, we go over to the Ika tribe and Roxroy is beginning to rub people the wrong way. He's got kind of a dad energy. He's so used to being the dad at home and being in control and calling the shots. And he's kind of brought that energy over to the survivor. And none of these people are children. They don't need a dad, uh, to the best of my knowledge anyway. And so Roxroy is starting to kind of rub people in the wrong way. I am enjoying it though. I enjoy Roxroy overall and I always have time for a tribe pest. Let's jump on to the immunity challenge now. My prediction was that Taku would win. Jonathan, as I said, is just such a standout in that regard and I think Ika are going to be going to tribal council. The last stage of this challenge is going to be a puzzle so as I said it's not always just for the physically strong, there are a lot of elements that go into the challenges. This one will play a lot more into the hands of those who are gifted in the puzzle realm. Now once we actually get to the puzzle, which is the great equalizer in almost every challenge it is involved in, Taku as I predicted in front, Omar and Marianne are killing it, and also as I predicted, Ika in trouble. Those were the ones I thought were going to go to tribal council. Now, Taku end up getting it done, a correct prediction. They win immunity, so Taku are safe from the vote. Fati finished second, which means another prediction. Ika are headed to Tribal Council. Very close finish in the challenge, but unfortunately for Ika, they were on the wrong side of the result. Now, once we get back to camp, we see for Ika that Roxroy is gunning for Tori. Tori, I feel like her initial comment, like, I think the first thing she said was that her tribe were like nerds and just like, yeah. So I don't know if Tori really has a place in this tribe. So I think Roxroy, who does have allies, could definitely be successful in voting Tori out here. Now for Romeo and Drea, they are talking about Swati. Swati has been running around with this plan of actually blindsiding Drea when Drea has come up to Swati and has proposed that they work together. So Swati's gone behind her back, Romeo's found out about it, and now Romeo and Drea, in a juicy revenge, they want to get Swati. She thinks she's very clever trying to execute these moves, but she may not get so clever or be so clever and get blindsided tonight. So it looks like Tori or Swati are the options, one of them going home, in my opinion. Whoopsie-daisy, sorry, just reading my notes. Uh, so now we get to Tribal Council. Swati is just outright lying. She's playing way too hard. She's telling literal outright lies. She's throwing Tori under a bus that doesn't exist, putting heat on Tori when really Swati has just been caught red-handed. Not a huge fan of how she's playing this. It's kind of noob level to like be like, yeah, just... The performance and the theatrics, when you are blatantly lying, I think you've just got to lie better than she has. She's basically digging herself a grave, just continuing to talk. And Tori calls bullshit. She's like, this is straight up bullshit. So it's up to really who the tribe believe. They don't have the insight or the knowledge that the viewers at home have. So it's up to them to work with what they have seen over the course of eight days and work out exactly who they actually can trust or who they can trust more in a situation like this. Roxroy is very proud, proud dad moment that Swati has been able to talk and come out of her shell. She's quite shy, something she struggled with. So wholesome in some regard, but it's also like you literally just talked shit and you were lying the whole time. So And you, or you may have just got yourself voted out. So 
Look, congratulations to her for coming out of her shell, but it actually may have been the wrong time. There's a time and a place. There's also a time and a place for construction work and saws, and apparently that time is now, if you can hear the saws in the background. Uh, but, yeah, I think Swati has dug, dug herself a bit of a grave. I was an early fan. I thought she could do well, but now that I've actually seen how she operates with her gameplay... Very, very sloppy. Now, Swati plays her shot in the dark. She is not safe. So, yet again, the shot in the dark is a failure. 0 from 4, which is good. You don't want it to have a high success rate. Four attempts, including three this season. We are still yet to see a shot in the dark played successfully. My prediction, we will this season. I think someone's going to pull it out. And when it happens, it is going to be a very epic moment. Now, Tori and Swati, they are the options, so let's see the votes. First is Tori, second Swati, third Swati, and the fifth person voted out of Survivor 42. She played herself, Swati. Unlucky, like, I like the move, the idea of the move of blindsiding Drea, but, like, you're on a small tribe. She wanted to work with you. Realistically, gameplay-wise... The blind side needs to come a bit later in the game when you actually have established allies. And she didn't hear, and she pretty much shot herself in the foot. So thanks for coming, Swati. She talked a little bit about, like, yeah, bring me back or bring me back for an All-Stars. And with the greatest of respect, like, she was a great cast member. I enjoyed her contribution. I thought it was she was very entertaining this episode, especially. And I do appreciate that she wanted to make a big play early in the game but she just got a bit too desperate for control and she wanted to make the play to gain control and there's a time and a place for that that was the wrong time and as far as the chat for all stars i think that's unwarranted she was like what the fourth person voted out and now i know she said boston rob uh was the fourth person voted out in his first season as well but look there are a lot of players that I would have in line before Swati, but even new ones, like I would probably just prefer to see a new player play. But if they bring her back, well, I'm sure she will be much better for the experience. And hey, she does seem like she wants to make big plays, so maybe she could make a much more successful go of it a second time around, but it was not to be for Swati in season 42. So we've got episode five coming up now. As I said, I'd keep... Episode 4, short and sweet. I may, might wait for this uh, saw in the background to cease, but respect to the guy's hustle or girl. I haven't actually seen who's out there sawing. But that was episode 4, so now it is time. I'm going to sit down, watch episode 5, and what I'm going to do in each of the ad breaks, I'm just going to hit pause, and I'll quickly digest what I've seen. So I'll go part by part throughout the episode, get a little more into detail of what's happening. But for episode four, Swati has been voted out of the Ika tribe. I'm interested to see what develops now. Do we see any kind of switching around? Is there some kind of tribe swap? Probably too early for that, but I'm going to sit down for episode five now. If you've enjoyed the podcast so far, make sure to follow us on Instagram at NotJustTheSportsReport and also follow us on whatever podcast platform you are listening on and you'll be able to hear whenever new Survivor content is out. So episode five coming up now, I will check in in the first ad break.
Right, kicking off episode five now, and we open up at the Ica Tribe, fresh off voting out Swati. Just trying to remember, sorry, I just watched the full episode instead of going ads by ad. Uh, so Roxroy, he voted for Tori, but everyone else got on Swati, sent her go, uh, sent her home, sent her gnome, whatever you want to say. Uh, now Roxroy, he feels as though his social game may be hurting him. Tori definitely agrees. She is not a fan of Roxroy at all. We're on day 10 now, so already, you know, this game's going by very fast. It's, what, 26 days? Already day 10, and it is a rainy day over at the Taku tribe. They are in good spirits, although Jonathan is starting to be driven mad by Marianne and Lindsay. Marianne specifically, very high energy. Jonathan feels that fishing is his escape. Because Marianne, look, she's great, she's very bubbly, but she is full 100 non-stop. If you've been watching the show, then you'll understand that that is definitely a fact. Full 100 all the time, which definitely, even if you really, really like her, you need to get away from that sometimes. Marianne is paranoid about Jonathan potentially turning on her, throwing her name out there. And look, Jonathan mentions her name to Lindsay, says Marianne's being annoying, maybe we do vote her out. This is all concerning Omar, who's a part of the tribe. He wants them to work cohesively, given that a merge could be on the cards very soon. And he knows that if they behave like this in front of other tribes during a merge, then yeah, that is not going to work well. And Marianne is definitely a bit of a liability. I can see her switching sides at the drop of a hat. She's unpredictable. So yeah, there could be trouble in the water over at Taku. Going over to Vati now, and very tense vibes. Definitely not is in positive spirits. Hi and Lydia have kind of teamed up. They seem to be the power tandem, and they are going against Daniel and Chanel, who were aligned very strongly at the start, but then they have had communication issues, including the last tribal council they attended. As for Mike, he still has no vote, so... Unless he can get that line out there for the three-way shared immunity idol, then he's going to continue to not have a vote. And that could make him a really easy vote out. So he does have to be careful there. Now, one little point for which tribe? Vati. Sorry, thinking as I go. Now, Daniel has been sitting out a lot of the swimming challenges. Not much of a big deal. I think he has like a shoulder problem or something. But now he's gone fishing. And again, not really a big deal, but... On Survivor, they see him going out in the water, having the time of his life, whilst he's been sitting out of swimming challenges. So that definitely in the game of Survivor is a big kind of thing that's not big in the real world. It wouldn't get you in any trouble. But in Survivor, that can definitely get you in a ton of trouble. Going over to the Ica tribe now, and we've got Romeo and Drea. They are very closely aligned. Romeo speaks about being a pageant coach who loves his mum. So yeah, he works well with women and he's more inclined to work with women and specifically strong ones. He feels as though he can help to exemplify their strengths and that could be a really great pair going deeper into the game. Now, both of them go idol hunting. This is Romeo and Drea and they find the beware advantage. It's the three-way shared idol that Mike has, still has no vote, and Marianne. No vote for Drea, who has now found it, so luckily for Drea, she has an extra vote, and she also has an amulet, which she got from episode one. The line is related to potatoes, so that should be a laugh when she does eventually say it, 
And we've, of course, already heard Marianne make the bunny comment. So Drea has switched on. She knows now, okay, Marianne has one part of this. Now there is only one third to be found. Well, she doesn't know that Mike has already found it and has opted not to say the line. Going to be interesting now that two people have it as to whether Mike decides to link it up and get that three-way shared immunity idol. Mike speaks a little bit about having the no vote with his tribe. He says he's aiming to keep it until merge. He doesn't want to blow up his game by saying it out loud and then everyone knows that he has an idol. So it's a massive gamble for Mike to go ahead without a vote and we will see how that plays out. We come to the challenge now and look, Marianne opens straight away with the bunny comment, no hesitation. And then Drea, well... Things get very interesting now because Drea pipes up, says a little bit about potatoes and finishes the line with the line, this potato has skin, we all have skin, we are potatoes. So yeah, some rogue shit being said, but I really like this advantage. This one at least is a laugh watching it play out. So that is two thirds of the three-way shared immunity idol now in play, but they need Mike to say his line that is exactly what he does as well. I was pretty surprised, but he jumped straight at the chance. And Mike's line was, there is such grace in the game of soccer. It makes me cry. The three-way shared immunity idol has now been activated, which is a huge arc, especially if there is a tribe swap to come in the next couple of episodes. So massive watch this space in terms of the three-way shared immunity idol. And honestly, Mike said it like, six times he he was loving it he kept saying it he was like yeah there's such grace in the game of soccer it makes me cry and he, once he started saying it initially when he found the advantage he was like i'm not saying this i hate soccer but then when he actually came to it he said it way more times than was necessary he activated that thing multiple times so really enjoyed that from mike the more i see of mike the more i enjoy his contribution to the cast so the three-way idol now in play, and we haven't even gotten to our immunity and reward challenge. Now, for the reward, it is going to be a tarp. First tribe to finish will get a nice large tarp. The second place tribe will get a smaller tarp, and the last place tribe will be heading to the next tribal council. Interesting note here as well, Daniel decides to sit out after the whole swimming debacle of uh, the season big swimming debacle and now he's decided to sit out of this one so no doubt his tribe mates would not have taken a liking to that and he was more than willing to sit out like as soon as there was an option he actually was like yeah no I'm, I'm not going to offer much so big risk from Daniel that's something that could definitely hurt him if his tribe is to lose here now actually in the challenge getting to the challenge now Omar is struggling so hard for Taku he looks like he's going to lose them this challenge. He is monumental struggle town in this stage of the challenge, like more so than usual. Jonathan literally can't even watch. Lindsay's trying to coach him. And in the meantime, Roxroy gets the, uh, I can't even speak English, fucking hell. Roxroy gets the clutch win for the Ica tribe. So coming off tribal council, Roxroy with that daddy energy gets it done. I uh, don't mean that in any particular way other than, than just, he, as I said earlier, he has dad vibes, likes to be a dad. But yeah, that fucking once I said that, that was like, oh, that was a bit rogue. Now, Omar, he could be as good as gone on the back of this performance. 
if he loses it for Taku here single-handedly, then that vote just makes the most sense. It's like, okay, well, if this guy is so clearly the weak link, then we have to get him gone. But luckily for Omar, Taku begin to catch right up. They are now neck and neck in a very tight finish. Challenge Beast Jonathan. I spoke a bit about him earlier. He comes up clutch for his tribe, gets it done for Taku, as he does every time. What a performer Jonathan has been in the challenges. And with Taku coming in second place, that means that Vati are headed to Tribal Council. Daniel, in my opinion, I think he's going home based on the fact that Hai already doesn't want him as part of the game. And look, I mean, he sat out of the challenges. He continues to sit out of the challenges. He's now gone swimming, maybe tired himself out from having a great adventure. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with enjoying your time on Survivor. But then to go and sit out of the challenge, not a wise move. I think Daniel is gone here. And look, there's going to be a two-player journey, as we've seen across multiple episodes, season 41 and 42. Ika get to choose who they send, and they have decided to send Lydia from Vati and Roxroy, who got the win for their own tribe, deserves to go. So Big Daddy Roxroy and the raver Lydia. Uh, yeah, we'll see what happens on that adventure. And in a big battle that is definitely coming up, High wants Daniel gone. Daniel's going to have to pull some strings to make sure he can stay another day in the game. But High seems pretty set in his ways. I think he's going to work with Lydia and look to get Daniel gone here. Checking out some of the Vati strategy, Mike and High are talking together. Of course, Mike now has his vote. Lydia's going on a journey, so they're going to be reliant on her. She's going to choose whether she can risk or protect her vote but she cannot afford to lose her vote because that could really hamper the plans that High is trying to put in place. Going over to the journey now, the protect or risk your vote, Roxray decides to protect his vote and Lydia does the same. So no shady business, no one gets an extra vote, nobody loses their vote here. Pretty sound thinking, mainly from Lydia, but that's a pretty good, pretty good play from Roxray too. Pretty smart play from Daddy, I guess we call him now from his dad dad energy i don't know i don't know if i can keep rolling with daddy because now you would get it in the context of hearing what i said before but if i say daddy every week then people may yeah may not be people's things so getting to vati now mike has his vote back daniel is in big trouble and hi and lydia seem to be in control we get to tribal council a few things were spoken about but one thing i liked was Daniel talking about the never-ending friendship. Him and Mike are going to be a team. They're going to be bros for life. He felt like that's how Mike likes to operate, uh, which was funny. I don't know, though. Can you be, are you bros for life with, like, if they vote him out? And then that's like, yeah, your fifth guy voted out. So bros for a while, but, like, we're not bros for life, man. Who knows, though? Maybe they are. They're going to see each other at all the reunions and stuff. So... Maybe we've just seen the beautiful start and blossoming of a never-ending friendship. Wow, pretty cool. We'll see their first test, though, and that is this tribal council. Daniel mentions how he hasn't used certain things to his leverage, like the fact that he didn't uh, that he used to have leukemia. I was like, oh, holy shit, yeah, I didn't know that. Pretty hectic. Uh, now, and a fact that was mentioned as well is that after this vote, each tribe will be four, four, and four, across the board so i think next up surely they're going to do a tribe swap 
which should make things very interesting. Let's not forget that at the last Varty Tribal Council, it was a unanimous decision after there were two tied votes. They had to come to a decision. Jenny got voted out. And speaking of getting voted out, it is now time for the votes. First vote is for, for Chanel. Daniel gets the second. Then the third for Chanel. Fourth, Daniel. So tied two votes each. One vote left. And that vote is Mike. Yeah, Mike. I was like, oh, well, true. So another tie. Again, Vati, pretty indecisive as a tribe. They go to the revote. Daniel gets the first vote. Six person voted out of Survivor. Season 42, Daniel. So he tried to play the game hard, but yeah, I feel like one of the elements is the challenges. Outwit, outlast, outplay, and he just didn't stack up. He kept going for swims. And yeah, and then he sat out of the challenges. So unfortunately for Daniel, I think he just didn't apply himself to the level he needed to be someone that you can't afford to vote out. You can pretty easily afford to vote the guy out. He sits out of most of the challenges. Uh, So yeah, Daniel, I was a fan of his. I enjoyed his contribution. But from this point on, Daniel's gone. So now it is 444 across the board. Looks like there is going to be a tribe swap or something of that nature next. But speaking of next, we're just going to have to wait and see what happens on Thursday's episode. I will be back around Friday or Saturday with my podcast, recapping all the action from that. It is sure to be the biggest episode so far this season. But for now, that has been my review of episodes four and five. Hope you enjoyed it. If you did, don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Not Just a Sports Report. Until next time, enjoy the week, enjoy the Survivor episode, and take care.